Coyote Edelstein here, your celeb expert and your celeb savant. Celeb Savant is a weekly entertainment show. We have long-form career retrospective type interviews with celebrities, singers, actors, and industry experts. Oshri's music career took off when he won the first ever South African Trace Music Stars competition. The show was mentored by Wycliffe Jean and broadcasted on Trace Urban, the second largest music video television network in the world. After living in South Africa, Oshri moved to New York City to continue his endeavors with Wycliffe and pursue his efforts in gaining recognition in the music world. Oshri was invited to perform at the Trace Urban Music Awards in Paris of 2015, after which he was approached by the American pop R&B singer Akon to sign to his label. Not too long after, Oshri realized that Akon's label wasn't a good fit for his music and left on good terms. He started releasing music independently and got his first release on the Billboard Top 40 dance chart. Oshri continues to release singles and is blazing a trail in the music industry. Up next on Slipsvant, we've got Oshri. Where do we find you in the world? How are you doing? And what's happening in your life? I'm currently in Ireland, visiting from Los Angeles, uh, filming a music video mm-hmm. for the next uh, release in 2024. Okay. And um very excited. There's also um a duo project that I'm working on. And the mom of the guy named Perry Banks, the artist that I'm doing a duo project with, mm-hmm. is getting married oh. in uh, at the castle where David Beckham got married. Oh, okay. And, it's like, and this is my weekend. So I'm like, <laughs> Oh my God, I'm so excited. I got my talks and I'm ready. <laughs> Let's rewind. Let's take it to the very beginning of your journey in the entertainment industry. So what age, with as a child, as a teenager, did you just say, decide to say, cool, this is the path I want to take? And how did that journey accumulate to where we are today? So I would say that it started very, very young in you know the backyard of writing lyrics to um you know like cartoon songs opening cartoon shows Mm -hmm. so i rewrote the lyrics and used the melodies so that's where i started songwriting where i was about i think nine or ten and then since then i just i always did music i was one of my like the kids in school the guys they all i was the only guy in the choir of the school Mm. i remember everybody made fun of me i had this very high-pitched voice so that's when everybody everything pretty much start building uh career-wise uh i got my first breakthrough when i was in um i would say in a boy band um in my youth um and then obviously later on in cape town where i won the trace tv competition Mm -hmm. and uh, which was mentored by Wycliffe Jean. Oh, wow. Okay. Who, who literally gave me the phone call that changed my life and was like, you need to come to the States okay. and you should come here. We should work. Um, and I was like, uh, okay. Like, <laughs> of course, like, duh. Yeah. Um, I packed my bags and, and I just, um, yeah, I flew to New York, not knowing anybody. And since then, it's just been it's been uphill. I I I performed at the French Music Award and then was spotted by Akon and then signed to his label and then moved to Los Angeles, where you know it's the I would say the mecca of mm-hmm. pop 
So started working there with a lot of beautiful and amazing songwriters, uh, developing my sound, um, and of course growing with myself and personal life. So that that's that's the journey now releasing music. So excited. It's music that I've been writing for a few years now, so it's all coming together. And I hope everybody's gonna like it. Uh, not you hope, we will like it. <laughs> Let's say that. We will like it. How long have you been in the States or now? I've been in the States, I would say, for about seven years. Did you work with Wycliffe John at all? Yeah. Okay. So I I moved when was it? I moved from Cape Town and then I moved straight to New York. I stayed with Wycliffe for about a year and a half. Mm-hmm. Um where we worked closer together and then a year later um i signed with akon and moved okay. to los angeles okay did yeah. any of that work that you did with Wyclef get released was it just building yourself it was building it was you know building the sound okay. learning the sound um but yes the next so the next big release in 2024 is going to be a song i wrote with Wyclef. your creative process so when you're creating a song from zero to three to four minutes, what is that journey? What inspires it? Is it always easy? Do you always collaborate with others? Let's unpack your creative brain. You can start from a little self with the guitar and I can come, I can have like, I would say like a melodic idea. And then I can take that idea and then I'm like, I, yeah, I, I try to always co-write. So not okay. by myself. Mm-hmm. So have a session. We come together. We set up time, um, and then I bring some mel- melodies that I that I have. Or and I say we we really start having a conversation, like the one me and you are having right now. It's like, yeah. what's going on? What's on your heart? What? Mm. Yeah, like. And because I'm in the writing process, so you always keep track, right? So you always, if there's a thought, that there's something that someone's story that really impacted me that I want to share. So I keep notes on my phone all the time. That's the best way. And and then from there, it's like it goes from being an idea to coming together and start, you know, start writing the song. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the times with, you know, with this, in the, with that, in that process, it's it's very easy to lose the you know the original not the original idea but the intention behind the idea and you try to make something that's a little let's make sure it's commercial enough right so let's make sure it's like whatever enough yeah 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 and you know so so it's always defining the balance between not just writing a song for myself but also writing a song that I know is going to be resonated by the people so yeah so that balance and then and then recording it which is the most fun part right it's like <laughs> you wrote it and then it's like you book the studio and then you just you go and record it when you're writing um with uh co-collaborators so is it so obviously you've got some that you've written with a number of times and then others that sort of are new so you're meeting them for the first time is it a longer process to dive in with the new person compared to the people you know, or do you just I, explain that? It's funny. It's almost like, it's like, you know, you go on first dates and then, and then it's like, you know, like you have time to warm up. You kind of mm. have a little conversation, you yeah. know, With songwriting. It's not, you straight, you go straight to bed. Like, okay. <laughs> you know, there's no in between. There's yeah. like, there's no, it's like, we sit down. I am this, I'm this. Okay. 
pour your heart to me. Like, <laughs> yes. Tell me what's going on. That's a bit um, like therapy. <laughs> a bit like therapy. <laughs> ex- exactly. Exactly. Yeah. But but yeah. So it's I wouldn't say it's slower. I, it's just yeah. It's actually I like it. I like it because it's like it's fresh. The person doesn't know much about you. Yeah. And you get to be who you are today. Okay. And just that. So uh, there's no there's no preconceived ideas or linkages of emotions or experiences that could cloud. It, could, it just becomes the real thing. Exactly. It's like who I am today is this was going to be absorbed by this person. Yeah. So I really have to be authentic with who I am today. Yeah. So it's also like I have to be on my game as well. Yeah. But it's also hard because so many people, when they're meeting new people for the first time, they put on all these masks, you know, to show their best who they are. Yes. So it's very, yeah. and a lot of people are vulnerable to strip those masks away. So it's very important to like, okay, it's not easy, but I understand what you're saying. No, but you have to, you know, yeah. it's like you have, because if you're not, you just, you're going to get a fake song. I, I do enjoy doing music videos. And how much do you have input of the end product? I mean, big input. So I, I artistically direct all my videos okay, cool. um, as well as the majority of the time I am the stylist. So I okay. dress up, I go to the, the, the custom hire, yeah. you know, house and I pick the clothes for everybody. And if I like doing music videos, I mean, depend what day <laughs> you ask me that. But yes, I love because it's just another form of, of creating but music videos really evolved and this is something that like i really thought about it in the in the last few releases because mm. before one i would invest so much time and money on okay. music videos and then you and then you know the label like the like you have to spend so much to promote it right yes but today people are just they're not you know consuming visuals the way they consumed before so it's really about, it's not about making like a fancy music mm-hmm. video. It's really about creating compelling piece of, you know, content yeah. that can be just like, it doesn't have to be even a full song yet. It just, it can be just like random stuff that you put together. And then when the song becomes, you know, when it does well, then you go in and you shoot a music video to kind of. So giving them tastes and teasers, like you'd said that people's, attention span is no longer three or four minutes. It's like 10 seconds. And then you've created this beautiful artwork and it's like, Oh, 10 seconds. I'm bored. So they skip. <laughs> it's like, come on now, exactly. focus. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but, but at the end of the day, there's so much going on. Mm. So like it's focused, but it's also, yo, create something we can focus on, you know? Yeah. So ways it's both ways. And the days of just like someone just unknown releasing a music video and then people watch it because, um it's like it has to be it has to be really good and interesting and what what budgets allows exactly exactly what budgets i love me a cd i still budget for my cd every couple of months i love the aesthetic of holding it the booklets of the you know the artwork for me it's a thank you to your guy you guys for your hard work as an energy exchange cds vinyls and cassettes are making a massive comeback I'm not sure if you're aware that in last year in the UK alone, vinyl sold 5.5 million, the biggest since 1990. We also have these streaming platforms. What is your perception of the physical versus streaming? And what is your particip- participation in each? So I love physical stuff because it's like 
you can actually feel what you're mm. holding. Yeah. Um, but I wouldn't say I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm participating in it just mm. yet. Um, I think the vinyl is, is a route that I would like to go as, as a merch. Streaming, it's, it's just so easy. It's like so accessible. Mm. And I mean, I'm the kind of artist that I take, when I find an artist that I like, I, I listen to their entire album what they did, the body of work. So I feel like that this is the time where like having a CD or having a vinyl, mm. like putting a record of listening yeah. to the entire story, you know, that's something that I, I love and connect with and that it feels very romantic to me. But at the same time, I understand what's happening and I feel like streaming is great because you can just pull whatever you want and it's always accessible to you and you can organize it nicely in like playlists and stuff mm. so and not allow the algorithm to do it for you because then there's still an experience in creating it for yourself you know like that experience of opening the cd sitting down listening to the whole album it's a journey a lot of yeah. people have never experienced that i like what you're saying in that you creating your own playlist play you're not allowing the algorithm so you're still having that experience yes you're creating that and yeah, and then I I always do like like I try to find like an evening where I just you know explore and find new artists and find new sounds and then I add it to my playlist and then I like it, it's nice because yes you can see okay artists that's like that like so mm-hmm. let me see yes, yes, what yes. artists are, are like that and you know you feel like you're saying a lot of artists like a lot of people don't get to experience it but because think about it it's like you got to think out of the box, mm, yes. right? To break through the algorithm because it's served to you. It's so comfortable. And yeah. then you can say it about anything. You can say it about news. You can say it about food. You can say yeah. it about, you know, about thoughts. It's very important to, I think, challenge yourself to not, not just follow, like also yes. like create yeah. for yourself. But it's interesting Sorry. because people um, like comfort zones because if comfort zones are easy, there's no fear. They know, you know, they know the routine. So stepping out of that can be challenging for a lot of people. Yeah. And also time. Like, like, listen, life is not easy, right? It's like people like have real issues to deal with, mm. real challenges. People are going after something. It's like, you know, you're just really trying to survive, right? At the end yeah. of the day. So there's enough going on already. Let me just flow with something. Yeah, so yeah. Something, exactly. It's like. I feel like sometimes we, you know, I find myself telling people, yeah, do and this and this. And I'm some, I have to remind myself that I'm also in a way I'm, 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 I'm a little privileged because I'm in a position that I can mentally be a little bit more free mm. to allow myself to even think that. Right. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, again, people have to learn their own lessons and own journeys. So we can say try and then it's their choice. <laughs> I love this game. I know if I had to ask you this uh, question in two days, two hours, two years. I know your answer will be different every time because there's millions of them. If right. you had to push play to five songs by other artists, once we finish this conversation, what would those five songs be and by whom? It's an artist named LP and she sings uh, Lost on You, which I love. Yeah. All the things are lost on you. Yeah. Um, and then Celine Dion, mm. A New Day has Yeah, yeah. Come. yeah, yeah. Ooh. Um, my my, I think the uh, calm down, the um, Selena and uh, Selena Gomez and Rima, and then I have two more. two more. Probably, 
songs that I would want to listen right now. I think Jack, uh, Jack Johnson, um, Banana Pancakes. Um, and then I will, yeah, I think I will do Potential. As a final message to the listening audience, which is around the world, what would you like to say to them? Actually, I would like to ask you a question if you don't mind. Okay, sure. You obviously built this podcast to be a very successful podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm, I'm just interested to hear, like, did you always did podcasts? Like, what, what is your journey? How did you end up? Cause this is like, this is something obviously you love and I can see that you love <laughs> yes. it. And, and I'm sure it's like, it hasn't been, you know, been served to you on a silver plate. So I'm just interested to hear like a little bit of like, how did you end up doing that? Okay. So basically, um, I, so I've studied marketing and communications and fitness, and I've always wanted to be in some form in the media. So I was coming up with concepts for various things that weren't happening. So I was more in the marketing and corporates, et cetera, et cetera. And um, I, I forgot about the media thing because I thought, I thought it just wasn't happening. So I was living overseas. I was living in Israel. I was living in London. I came back just before lockdown and I came up with a concept for a podcast, a health, mind, body podcast, because obviously everyone was going crazy with lockdown. And there's a, uh, a podcasting platform in South Africa. Which I'm, I'm sure you know Cliff Central with Gareth Cliff. Yeah. And I presented that idea to them. They liked it. So basically I had to find a sponsor for it. And then I actually became one of the marketing staff at Cliff Central. And then there was a show or there still is a show called that 80 show which Dory and Paolo present. Now, I became a contributor, came up with a little concept of a game, a music quiz game, and they were interviewing local artists. And I said to them, listen, go big or go home. I said, I'm going to start reaching out to international artists. So within two weeks, I booked Air Supply, and they didn't have time to do the interviews or the edits for it. So they taught me how to do the edits. And in a period of a year, I did 30 interviews of artists from the 80s. And I was getting great feedback from people. And what happened was I thought, cool, I want to interview people outside of the 80s. They're great. Everyone's great. So I said, cool, I want to start my own thing. Call it Slave Savant. And now we're 120 episodes strong <laughs> with artists wow. from all around the world. And it's been nominated as one of the top five entertainment podcasts in Africa. That's, oh, I'm congrats. sure I missed a couple of beats, but that's the hybrid journey. <laughs> And and then that moment when you feel like entertainment and media or entertainment is gone, mm. or like or it's like what like do you remember what was that moment that like you were just like actually not I'm not gonna let it go, like what happened there? Um, so you see, I was doing a lot of presentation, like I'm also instructor and doing like workshops. I was doing like workshops at um the health kind of in the health industry, so I thought mm-hmm. that gave me that outlet because it's. It's not the same, but it gave me the outlet of presenting and bringing that sort of creativity into play. Yeah, I just forgot about it. So when I was living in Israel and in London, I was working part-time with an independent artist, Sasha CM, um, that in her record label. And I was getting more, a little more into the industry. And I was like, ah, I remember this passion. I want to dive deeper. <laughs> nice. Okay. There it is. Okay. Yeah. That one. So that was a reminder for me. <laughs> a passion, yeah. And yeah. It, yeah, of course, because when you taste a little bit, it's like, oh, I, I don't want to do anything else, right? <laughs> it's just like, yeah, 
Amazing. Thank you for sharing. That's, that's inspiring. So thank uh, you so much. Thank you for asking that question. Now your final message to listening audience. Final message. I'm literally going to use your uh, story. And I would say, if you have a passion out there, Mm -hmm. like, and you taste this a little bit of it and Mm -hmm. it's felt good, Mm -hmm. like don't try to do anything else and try to find a way to pursue it and obviously make a living from it, Mm. which is not always easy um, because like life is, I know it's so cliche, but life is so short and, Mm. and we all die in a hundred years. Nobody is, we all going to be buried next to our friends. Um, Strangers will live in our homes and Mm. we, all our stuff and belongings will belong to someone else. Mm -hmm. And years later, no, even our family would not know that we're here. Like, who, yeah. who remembers grandpa's dad, <laughs> right? Be right now and, yeah, and just go for it because it doesn't matter. So the reason I'm laughing is giggling because what always grounds me as a person when things are happening and people are passing, I always say to myself, 100 years from now, 99, unless something happens, 99.5% of the current population will be gone. And it just helps me realize it's just a journey. It's just yeah. a journey. <laughs> you have a piece. So enjoy you it. Right now. Exactly. Enjoy exactly. it. And, and yeah. And if it's not going to matter in five years, like don't stay on it for more than five minutes. Yeah.